Hello, boys and ghouls. The Movies of the Podcast Fright Scarathon continues. I am your co-ghost co No, I'm introducing my co-ghost co-host, Naomi Boo T. So you don't confuse it with the posterior. That's terrible. Uh, I'm Naomi Beatty, and this is my sidekick, Jesse Kester. Uh, if you would be so kind as to introduce me as Pussy Fester... <laughs> For the remainder of the series, I'd appreciate sure. it. Thank you so much. All right, let's 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 dial that back. And again, I would like to apologize to our listeners if this music is too scary. Um, it, I, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. And I hope you don't have nightmares from that terrifying introduction that you were just subjected to without any any warning. Should we give warning at the nah, beginning from now on? I, I think that's a pretty. I, I think that's okay. Okay, so you think we could go scarier? I could, I could let's not, turn let's, the knobs. No, let's just higher call it good. Time. Let's call it good. Okay. Um, welcome to the program. Let's get right into it. Uh, precap first, if we may, if we might. Is it okay? Go for it. Get ready in this episode where we review a quiet place. We're definitely once we get into it, we're going to talk about privilege blinders. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the traps of tropes. Uh, I think I think I want to. I've got a couple thoughts I want to say on identifying plot holes. Okay. Um, uh, we got a new segment. Uh, it's called Boogie Man. More like Boogie Meh. <laughs> uh, we might we might do a round of of, of your favorite titled section, Protaga Hit or Protaga Mist. Uh huh. And if we have time after all of that, we'll swing by Super Mario Brothers Station just for just for the briefest of moments before okay. we get into the pitch and. I'm back, baby. Oh, you you have a good pitch this week. Yeah, sorry about Excellent. last week. So this, <laughs> it's it's when you work in volume, sometimes mm-hmm. you're gonna have sure. better better weeks and, and worse weeks. But I'm back, so get ready. And I don't think last week was necessarily a bad pitch. It's always you know kind of a fun exercise. So I'm sure it was educational for both of us, and it's good. I learned. I, I one thing I definitely learned was even if your pitch isn't quite up to snuff, uh, pitch pitch powerful like I was kind of doing like that ah, I know this is kind of st- mm. just skip that it, it doesn't play well it doesn't work I was listening to the tape and uh, yeah. just pitch full force whatever you got give them give them your best personality I did yeah. not give my best story or my best personality last week so we'll see cool uh, thank you <laughs> I was hoping for some kind of disagreement but don't worry about it we'll, we'll move on uh, before we get into the film I do have that, that question that's burning at, at the very core of my center did you have any feelings this week and if so so uh, which one was the dominant one? Yeah, I did have feelings. Um, gosh, what was the dominant feeling this week? Um, umbrage. I had some umbrage this week. All right. Yeah, I Ooh. had. Oh, I just, you know, I had a situation that required some umbrage or that prompted some umbrage. And um, but, you know, it's hard to like muster that back up because it's kind of over now. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm you don't, just, you don't I'm just have sort of reporting on it. Relive umbrage. Was this with... I don't want to get into specifics, but it, is it is it umbrage that could be vocalized and then the response was respectful and then the umbrage was cleared? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a professional situation. So okay. it had to be vocalized and it had to be dealt with. And now it's dealt with and it's fine. So we're good. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. As, as long as it was it was respectfully heard yeah. and responded to, then then those 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 are always difficult, those conversations. like it's it's always better afterwards, but before words, it's mm. like just such a such a horrible feeling. Yes. So 
Sorry you had to feel that. No worries. I feel better now. So, you know. The weight has been lifted? Yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I had had an emotion this week. I don't even know. Um, I'll let you, the listeners, decide if excitement is an emotion. Is that an emotion or a a stimulus response? I'm going to call that an emotion. You can be excited. I had excitement on Sunday night when I went to Pro Wrestling Gorillas Battle of Los Angeles. Wow. And I saw nigh upon three and a half hours of big beefy men just lunging themselves at each other until they fell over completely cool it was it was a a great just great excellent match after excellent match hour upon hour of 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 combat um so good it was fun excellent sounds like a good week yes so thank thank, (laughs) shout out big shout out to jeremy and to mickey fitz for inviting me out to to join them at at battle of los angeles we'll come back to that later something anything else but it won't be wrestling i did not even know that wrestling events like live wrestling events existed what do you were they all extras in the crowds in your mind at WWE shows? Yeah. No, they exist. They all from very very small venues. This was this one was was at the Globe, you know, Shakespeare's Theater. Uh-huh. So I I did I was th- sitting there thinking like how would Shakespeare does, would is this in line with like he was a fun guy. He knew he knew that people liked violence. Yeah. Is the story too thin for him? How would how would he feel about this? Yeah. I'm sure it was up to par. With yeah, with <laughs> The, the Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. the greatest stories ever told. Right. This was basically yeah, was continuing right the there. legacy. Yeah. Um, then we've 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 talked precap. We've talked feelings. Are you ready to get into the 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 grit and gristle of this show? I'm ready. Uh, then then it is time for. You can do. Do you want to do those? No, no. Okay. I, I like I like the way you do them. <laughs> I have fun doing them. Um, I know you do. So today we are talking about John Krasinski's and Emily Blunt's uh, "A Quiet Place." Yes. Would you be so very generous <laughs> as to summarize this film for, sure. for our listening audience? Uh, it's sort of a post-apocalyptic world where most people have been killed off by monsters. Um, monsters that hunt based on sound and one family is surviving and trying to continue to survive in the midst of this, um, in their, uh, isolated farmhouse. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Um, first question, we got to get this out of the way. Did you like it? I did like it. All right. I I can see from your expression that you're, you're on the other side of this. I'm about to rip the meat of my arm off. (laughs) And so (laughs) here's the thing. First time I watched it, loved it. Mm, There were a couple things that I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know about that. Second time watching it, hated it. Really? And did you watch them? Was this all recent back to back or did you see it once when it first came out and then now to, for this podcast? I saw it about four weeks ago when it landed at, at Redbox. Uh huh. And then this was my second time. Okay. Uh, yeah, about a week ago. So okay. three weeks in between. Yeah. Um, well, how do you, how do we want to do this? So let's let's talk about what's good. There are things that I like about this mm-hmm. film. Um, let me bang through my likes because they're so short, and then I want to okay. hear what you liked about okay. it. Okay. This is a film uh, where the sequences work beautifully. The different the different components I think are 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 really well executed, mm-hmm. and. When we look at the macro, when we look at the whole thing, 
uh, the filmmakers' hearts were absolutely in the right place.、Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they had pure, very pure, very good intentions with what they wanted to talk about and what they wanted to say. And that is where my goods end. <laughs> okay. So, please let me pass to you. So,、um, I mean, I did enjoy this movie. I fully admit it's not a perfect movie, and it's probably not quite as good as、um, I was led to believe by a lot of people who saw it. You know, say opening weekend.、Um, I still, I, I did enjoy it very much, and.、Um, I thought they did a really good job of playing with the tension. For me, I was—I mean, I was even at times where I sort of had a hard time believing what was happening. You know, even just、mm-hmm. from a like from inside the story, the story's own logic. I there were times that I was sort of like,、oh, okay.、Um, but even even when that was happening, there was enough keeping me. On the edge of my seat, like waiting to see what was going to happen to these、um, people, and also I think they did a good job of making me care about the characters, which is important in I think all movies, but particularly in a movie like this, it's a lot of it is just the tension、yeah. and just like what's going to happen next. You have to, in some way, care about the characters because that the flimsy sort of tension, which is just like. Um, on the surface, right? Not really without any stakes involved.、Uh, that I think gets old, and you check out even even if that's done pretty well. You know, if you don't care about the characters, I think you can still check out. And that's like I, more than any other genre, horror is this race against time to get you to care about the characters because、uh, there's this. Kind of, we all know they're going to be dying. We don't know who's going to die and when, but it's kind of like you got it. You got to front load the audience affection, right? So that when they start dropping off, we know who's who at the very least. Yeah, and I think they're, you know. In horror movies, there's a range of sort of techniques, like little tricks that I think are pretty common to see. And obviously, having like a loved one die off really early is a is a Easy way to kind of get you on board with the characters. I thought they did that in this movie, but did it really well. So I was、yeah. um, I was probably more on board with these characters right away than I would have been in another、uh, horror movie. The, the, it's yes, and that it's a family.、Mm-hmm. That I believe the family dynamics. I really felt、mm-hmm. them as as a unit. That had been living together, and, and,、yeah. and especially、uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Like,、sure. it, I believe they've yeah, lived together before. Yeah, yeah, they were very good. The chemistry was how'd they do it?、Right. I don't know、That's、how'd they、acting. get so intimate. <laughs> really pulled、um, it out of the bag there. I, I will say also the the girl, the oldest、um, child. The、um, I don't know if she's really deaf, but she, she plays. Is. She oh, is. is she? Okay, yeah, she, yeah. she plays the deaf girl in the movie, and、um, I I thought that her acting was really well done, and I. Bought into her frustration, you know those sort of early scenes in the movie where she wants to go with her dad and he's telling her you can't come with me and she wants to hear and she the you know the、yeah. um, hearing aid doesn't work yet again. I bought her tears of frustration and it made me really care for her. So yes, yes, she her hers was a home run performance.、Yeah. All the performances were really like、yeah. rock solid in、yeah. my, in my humble esteem. <laughs>、um, so let's get to the things that you did not like. Ah,、uh, where do where do we start? There's so very much.、Um, you you mentioned、uh, plot holes.、Oh, no, I think you mentioned plot holes. <laughs> you implied plot holes.、Uh, 
Did you? I want to. Did you? Did you feel like? Okay. Well, let's set some ground rules mm-hmm. for the world of movies. The podcast. Okay. Um, at least, so you can know where I'm coming from okay. and when I'm when when I'm talking about a plot hole. When I go into a film, I I uh, assume nothing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would consider to be a plot hole is when uh, they have established a truth mm. and then contradicted a truth. Okay. So it, if people don't behave how Americans in 2018 would behave, mm-hmm. that's not a plot hole mm-hmm. unless they say, like, this is America 2018. If they hold up a newspaper and it's New York City, <laughs> right. then I'll start thinking, like, they should really okay. uh, you yeah. know, have certain things on their mind and certain behaviors should be coming. Um, but but it's, I, only, I only care about contradictory plot holes. And I felt like this film, not if they were plot holes or not, but... The, the film exists in the micro beautifully, but in the macro, it all just goes mm, to hell. What do you mean? Um, I'm going to give you one specific example of of uh, the this, the world contradicting itself. The the little girl she goes down into the basement at the end of the film, and she sees all the other all the 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 work he's been doing mm-hmm. on on uh, the hearing aids. And she has a very emotional moment, like she sees that that John Krasinski has been has been on her side the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have resonated with me if, in the first half hour, she didn't have that argument with John Krasinski, where she says, "You've been mm-hmm. doing this for so long; they never work. You keep giving me new ones, and they never work." Like we were, she was responding to it as if it was new information, mm-hmm. but the film had established clearly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that was not new information. She knew yeah. the care and the time he was putting into the work for her. Yeah, I I felt that a little bit too. I. On second viewing, I sort of went, well, she's literally just seen her dad killed, so maybe I'm reading it wrong and it's not supposed to be new information. It's just sort of in the wake of he's now gone, realizing everything that he's done for her. You know, that was kind of how I justified it in my head. I did feel that a little bit too in that moment. And this is this is where I felt like um, what I was talking about, what I, what I, when I said traps of tropes, mm-hmm. like... Um, there's there's the trope of the you know the 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 alienated child who learns that their parent was there for them the whole time mm. and this film just like dived head for dove headfirst into that trope without realizing like it didn't square with what was happening. So before. I think it's a little unfair to call that a trope because I think that that was what Not the, whole, a tro- I was the going whole movie was about. You know what I mean? Like I the, all I've, the thematic that, stuff. I just about. use that because trap and trope sound similar. <laughs> but you get, you know, like when, when you lean on these kind of sure. things. Yeah, except that it tied in so much. I mean, yes, if that was if that was the only thing that they did to establish a an emotional connection between this father and daughter and it was, it was freestanding, not you know, not in tandem with all the other relationships in the family and kind of the bigger ideas about the family and what parents do for their kids and how you protect your kids and how you raise your kids and take care of themselves and all that good stuff. If it was, if none of that other stuff was there and it was just this thing, I would have felt like it was manipulative, but because it ties in with all the other thematic stuff and emotional stuff, I was okay with it. Did you, did you think that she was his daughter? Yes. For some reason, I don't know why, I thought that that she was adopted. The fact that they that she called him dad is not <laughs> I, for some reason <laughs> my whole but also even if she was adopted he'd still be her dad all, well yeah I, I figured that that it had been like since since the the thing happened whatever the Got event it. was that, that I, she had been in their care that was just i don't know maybe misread of the film that's funny because i i think that is um a 
something that you brought into the movie that wasn't in the movie. And I have done that in movies before and then walked out being like, what the, I don't know if that made sense and had other people sort of correct me and go, no, 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 that's not what the movie was about. You're absolutely correct. That doesn't make sense because that's not what happened in right. the film. Yeah. I think you added that to the story. That's okay. Uh, I can add whatever I, that's, um, well, there were some other, there were, oh, uh, uh, the, another kind of like thing they leaned on that I felt was inappropriate was, uh, every scene needs more conflict. And that really reared its ugly head when the girl wanted to go with him to the river mm-hmm. and he w- said, you can't come to the river. He's coming to the river. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, but I want to go. And the boy was saying, but I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. It felt like like they wrote the scene where they just took the boy to the river and then somebody was like, no, 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 this needs more conflict. Wait, so the emotional conflict in this movie was totally lost on you. Hit me. <laughs> Well, I mean, the whole thing, the whole relationship between the father and the daughter, right, was, well, the whole family basically was dealing with the grief and feelings of guilt and self-blame after the youngest child was killed, right? And so prior to that, they were this strong, happy family unit. The youngest child dies, and after that, they are a family who needs each other to survive, and each one of them is carrying so much guilt and worrying that other people blame them that there are cracks in the relationship of the family. So he didn't want her to come to the river because he was mad at her for— No, he was worried that he—his he, whole thing was he was worried he can't protect her because she's deaf. He won't let her do things because she's deaf. Why would being deaf be a problem in this world? Because you have to be able to hear to hear if there's a creature nearby so that you know whether or not you, it's safe to like move around or you have to be silent. But she was being fine with the silence. <laughs> She's more silent than anyone else. I'm, I'm, not saying it's, <laughs> I'm not saying in the real world that that would be a totally rational reaction. I think that that's actually the beauty of the irrational emotional reaction, right? Like he's a dad whose entire world right now is protecting his family and he's worried he can't protect her because she is not as uh, equipped to be in this world as his other child, right? And he's, he's, uh, he's training them to be able to take care of themselves and, you know, help take care of each other. Because he doesn't know what will happen. He may die tomorrow. And this all has to happen today on the day of the death? <laughs> well, I mean... Okay, here's another mom, thing. Mom How is long very was quickly... this film for you? How many days do you think this film lasted? It was one day. It was two. Day 472 and day 473. Okay, yeah, I mean, I was the first time, 24 hours. The but... first time I watched this, I thought it was like weeks that no, we were looking at. That's why they tell you what day it is. <laughs> that, yes, and that is where the whole thing, like the house of cards came tumbling but down here's the thing: me. They Talk have to, to He has to be preparing the kids to really help and chip in because mom's about to go into labor. She's about to have a baby. She's yeah. going to be, who knows what will happen. She's giving birth in a farmhouse with no medical, no medical professionals. She could die. They need to be able to step up and take care of each other and or him and or her. Like it's all, it's a very urgent time for this family. Here's another thing. Didn't feel urgent at all (laughs) to me because like they can't hold off on smashing until this thing is rectified with smashing what uh, uh, bump and ugly mashing potatoes. Oh, that was the one logic problem that I had with the movie. Like, and you have, this is not the time to have have a baby. I know (laughs) the first, um, you know, probably 20 minutes of the movie I spent going, but why are you pregnant? Yeah. Like, obviously there were things you could do to prevent that from happening. I'm pretty sure the creatures didn't eat all the condoms, like go to the, go loot the store. You know what I mean? Uh, so yes, I did have a problem with that. And then I, I sort of was like, that is the one thing you kind of have to buy into early on in order to 
go along on this journey. There's more that I felt like you had to buy into. I was, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't buying. Yeah. Didn't sell the yeah. second time. I really loved the family dynamics and the emotional sort of story that was going on in the whole thing. I, it worked in the micro. Every mm-hmm. scene, I really felt like it worked. But when you kind of pull back, and they have the technology for closed circuit televisions, for shortwave radio, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't have the technology to make a sound over there. Like, mm-hmm. he, nobody thought, like, what if we just threw a rock over there? And then when it hits the tree, the monsters will go to the tree. And here... Sonic weaponry is not like a, a, a an absent technology. They were mm. they had those they had sonic guns pointed at, at the uh, Occupy Wall Street okay. protesters. The idea of of using sound as a weapon, mm-hmm. like it, none of it made sense. It all okay. it, it was all. But again, that doesn't count because it doesn't say that this is specifically the world after sure. I sonic mean, weapons I, have been invented by the government. Y- yes, so, it didn't. I I sort of accept that as like they have tried what they've tried they have done everything to the best of their ability and this is the world they live in right now i tried to be (laughs) on board with it but it was just and then and then you get into the fact like boogeyman or like uh, once they finally show up what problem did you have with the uh creatures it's just that nothing is scarier than human suffering. The real mm. horror is watching people suffer for me. Okay. Seeing creepy cockroach monsters isn't scary. It's mm. it's entertaining. It's So I found the I mean I I thought every time the monsters showed up and they had to be quiet and like when she was contending with labor contractions and trying not to make a noise while there's a monster creeping around her, I'm I was on, I was on board. It, I I, yeah, but until they show the whole thing, and then once you see the whole thing, I'm kind, I'm kind of. I thought I'm all, they did I really feel, well. Yeah, I thought they did really well with okay. those monsters. I'm usually very tough on monsters. We talked about this last week mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was certainly scarier to me than a children's book paper yes. <laughs> paper creature. Okay, I'll give you that. I, I will ride with you down that street. Yeah, um, I thought they did a pretty good job with this because um, they clearly felt sort of sci-fi-ish, but mm-hmm. without feeling heavily sci-fi, if that makes sense. I was, I was sort of like, okay, I'm, I, I don't know what these are, but I'm. They are, they are organic creatures from a sci-fi universe. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. And they, they yeah. did feel living and breathing. Right. Right. And I thought that your thing was kind of cool. Now the rules of how these, you know, monsters, like why they have such sensitive hearing or whatever. I did question, I I did wonder, like, could I understand that more? Is there more there to know that would help me sort of anticipate how the family was going to ultimately, you know, be able to kill them? Because that was, okay, so I take it back. There, there, there was one other sort of serious logic thing that I was kind of like, eh, this could have been smoother, you know, mm-hmm. in the story, which was at the end when they ultimately figure out, you know, you see the exchange between the mother and the daughter. They're like, we're going to use this feedback and we're going to use the rifle and we're armed. Right. And I'm sort of like, that doesn't seem like a foolproof plan. And also it doesn't seem like anything that you didn't have prior to learning about the feedback. Like they had guns. Right. And I get it that shooting a gun is going to make more creatures come, but you're still shooting a gun. More creatures are still going to come. So I, it didn't seem to me like that whole feedback thing that was, you know, incapacitating the um, creatures temporarily. It didn't feel like that was enough of a revelation to sort of be like, okay, we're, 
we got this now. We're good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Also, I I don't I don't remember if they focused on it. Um, I thought the I thought the gimmick was supposed to be that the feedback would have that would make them open up their armor and then they could take the shot to the head. But I think ultimately the armor was closed when she <laughs> shot it in the head, which yeah, made it, it seem like they could just do a kill shot anytime. I mean, if that was the case, that I missed it and that would have been cool and that would have been like a good rule where okay, so you need this to get them to be vulnerable yep. and then we can shoot them. I would have been totally on board with that. This to me felt like oh, we're just stunning them. Yeah, she's so I can get a good over. shot. It, stu- it stands up, but I think. The armor was closed when it yeah, stood back I think it up, was so it's too. kind of like a yeah. Um, that would have been a better solution if it was like you do this, then they're vulnerable, and then you can yeah. shoot them. Um, privilege blinders. You yeah, what does I that mean? mean? Uh, what I mean is, I absolutely, I don't want there to be any ambiguity. I think John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's hearts were in the absolute right place when they made this film. However, how? No, no, no. It's just like you, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and it felt really evident that this was. Uh, th- this was very, very comfortable people trying to imagine what uh, what suffering would be like, mm. and in the in the their imagination, uh, when when it all goes to hell, when the world crumbles, when it all falls apart, the problem isn't that no water comes out of the faucet; it's that too much water comes out of the faucet, <laughs> which is like eh. how how is the water treatment plant? How is sure. how is that? Working at all. Where's sure. the electricity coming from? Good question. Like, it's just like these yeah. these things that it, once you get to a certain level of comfort, it's a given that you're, the light switch is going to work mm. and the water is going to come out of the faucet. But it's completely, like, stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, again. Ignorant. I've, it's not stupid. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. I've, Sorry. I've, I'm, I see your point. I feel like for me, I, I didn't read that as, oh, this is the, this is what you imagine poverty is like, or this is what you imagine, you know, suffering is like. Not poverty, but just hardship, intense hardship and crumbling of society. Sure. I, I didn't read it that way. I read it as a creative choice because this is the story we wanted to tell, you know? But it was just, it was, I guess it was one more thing (laughs) that I could, it didn't even get, it's like a thing I can put under my skin. It didn't get under my skin. I was like, I'm going to hate that now. I also wonder, I mean, it would be interesting to find out because he didn't write the original draft of the, uh, okay. of the script. It was written by probably two very privileged men. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> but, I'm wrong. Um, but it would be interesting if they it, to know if they had those same rules in the world. I haven't read it. So you want to swing by? You want to swing by Super Mario Brothers Station just sure. for a minute? Sure. Just for a minute. Sure. Have you ever played Super Mario Brothers? I don't believe I have. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll do a, a month of video games instead of movies <laughs> and see how that goes. <laughs> I actually do not like to play video games. The 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 only re- the reason I bring up Super Mario Brothers is because the game is very very good at uh, first leveling. Like the first level without any text on the screen will uh, intuitively teach you the mechanics of the game. It's kind of like the the best at that, where you can just sit down and you you see things and you think ah, I'm going to try this and mm-hmm. that and the other. And within one level, you know all the the basic mechanics of what you're going to be doing in the game. Uh, I, I feel like this game or this movie rather uh, was what had a perfect tutorial level at the beginning. Mm. I really liked the the trip to the store, the uh-huh. trip home, the introducing these different elements of how the monsters work and how the family interacts and who's who and what's what. Yeah. And every film needs a tutorial stage at mm-hmm. the beginning to establish what the not not in detail, but the rules, sure, the basic the, mechanics well, of it all. It's the context, yeah. Yeah, and it's I, the I context just, so you can understand the story and you know what to expect and what to dread. You know. Yeah, and this was just a home run of of a yeah. lot of very complicated ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, 
by between I'm talking from the store to when they got home is when it was home runs when they get into the basement and it's like newspapers and his noteboard <laughs> of three creatures sound sensitive like the exposition on that sure. whiteboard was a little ham fisted sure. if I may <laughs> yeah but but other than that I really liked uh their their tutorial stage yeah I thought they did a good job with that too I thought that first sequence of the grocery store up to the the you know inciting incident of the son the youngest son being whisked away to better to to a farm somewhere uh i thought that that was all really efficient whisked away to a better place <laughs> to the big quiet farm in the sky he uh-huh. went. i think we covered it for the yeah. for the the basics you want to you want to uh let's move on sure then it is time for Uh, we've got two. I've got one. You've got one. I think I might switch it up and give you a different one. I can't remember what I said earlier. Are you trying to, to keep honest. me on my toes? <laughs> What's your device? My device is time itself. Oh, right, right. Hold on. Let me do that again. Time itself. Was that more dramatic? It was more dramatic. All right. Your turn. What's your, what's your device? Um, well, there are. I don't, this isn't a real device, but... Oh, stop hemming and hawing. Just do it with full uh, confidence. I have full confidence that that this movie handled um, callbacks really well. Well, if callbacks aren't a device, I don't know what is. I mean, it's not... It's not a device. Tell me but, more. Okay. Tell me. It's a definitely a device. We can have right. this argument off, off <laughs> mic. All right. So um, so I just thought they did a really nice job of, um, you know, planting things and then calling them back later. Uh to, to give the whole movie a sense of cohesiveness and, you know, any, I think, I always think any connections you can make in a story, it sort of helps us feel like you have woven a complete tapestry, right? And so there were a lot of things like, um, I mean, so the one that I thought was a little bit clunky was her snagging the the bag of potatoes or whatever on the nail and then stepping on it later. I was like, okay, I'll give you that one because you did a lot of other good ones. I specifically didn't bring that one up because I have so much vitriol for that. <laughs> yeah. Please continue. I mean, I don't mind her stepping on a nail. That was very, that was actually very, a very tense moment when she steps on it. She's trying not to make noise. She's already urgently trying to do something else for, you know, the, their survival. Um, it was just the fact that she... You know, it was her fault. That was my yeah. problem with it. Why was I supposed to be so? Why, I, didn't, what? I didn't even care that it was her fault. I just thought for for people that we're supposed to believe are so used to living in this world and so well versed in what to be careful of that she would do that and then not take care of it immediately. I didn't. Yeah. That didn't ring true. Or at all, they kept showing it over and over to make us <laughs> sure that we knew that nobody had any concern with fixing that problem yeah. that um, she created. Right, and so. So that was that was actually a you know a nice little plant and payoff that I felt like was kind of clunky. But um, the son playing in the truck early on, and then them using that to roll back down to the farmhouse, I thought yep. was effective. Um, I thought they actually did a really nice job of um, kind of showing us in a way that didn't feel so obvious. Um, the whole feedback trick. The first time we see it, the daughter like doesn't know the monster's yes, behind her. Yes. She, she doesn't even know she's in danger when she yep, feels that. That was you know, a beautiful thing. sequence. Yeah, that was great, right? And so then the monster, we we know that the monster's affected by it, but she has no idea. She doesn't yes. know that it works. She doesn't know that she was even in danger. And then the second time we see it is in the grain silo when she's with her brother and they're hiding. The monster comes in and then the feedback makes the monster bust out the side, giving them a way out of yep. the grain silo, which I thought was a nice little uh, efficient solution for everything. 
Um, and then the third time we see it was when the monster's attacking the truck and she actually turns it off. So they didn't let her clue into it too early, which I thought was yes. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, it's so they, tempting to be like, this is my weapon now. Right, right. And they didn't let her also sort of accidentally see that it worked, which I yes. think would have been too easy, right? She had to go into dad's thing and kind of like see the monster reacting and figure it out and piece it all together. So it was a nice way to delay that revelation. Also, it, 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 it is, I do think it's very tempting to go cinematic with that stuff, but they, I feel like they did play it out as a child would process it mm-hmm. slowly and over time, putting together mm-hmm. a lot of disparate pieces. Yeah. I, it felt very organic, that, right. that whole, the, her, her arc with the, the hearing aid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> I did not hate this movie. Just so we're clear, I can say nice <laughs> things about like it. <laughs> oh you're getting sassy with me. <laughs> what is uh what's your device? My device is time itself. Mm. Don't worry, we'll retire this. <laughs> or maybe we won't. <laughs> Who knows how it'll go? Um time, time, time. Two days was the wrong amount of time mm. for this film. Why do you feel that way? Dead wrong. Because that's the day their brother died that they're giggling over a game of Monopoly. No, no, that's wrong. That's the morning and the after that's the evening. No, no, that you're absolutely wrong. Good. Please explain to me how I'm <laughs> it wrong. It was over a year later that they the first sequence takes place on on day 79 or something like that and then when she wakes up sits up in the sunshine with the corn uh-huh. that's day 380 something or, or whatever my note 472 but the oh 470 fr- whatever yeah it's it's over 365 days later i did the math oh and then from there on it's it's like a 24 hour period it's sort of two days right there my device is no longer <laughs> time itself. I love it. Film nailed it. <laughs> Isn't it. Let me start over. Isn't it amazing how films, by being careful with the amounts of time that they display, can really guide the audience on a, on a curated emotional yes. experience. And if they are attentive to these cues, they can really jump in with full force, yes. both feet into this world However, and commit to the beauty of it. I will say that is actually what what bothered me about the fact that she was pregnant then because I was sort of like dude you've already lost a child in this world and we're now a year and a a year and some change later and you're you're pregnant like what the heck but that makes sense though can you you can imagine the the emotional loss that they're feeling and like we'll try we just got to try and I can and imagine the emotional the, loss the I cannot imagine the the risk re- the risk, risk reward yeah, ratio working yeah. in their favor especially just knowing like babies cry that happens and sound is what gets you in trouble uh, that does yeah. not sound like a good smart decision you've got other kids to take care of you know yes yes yeah yeah but i can i i'm a little bit more on board with this film now knowing <laughs> Good. I'm glad we could like help you turn the yeah, corner just a you. little bit. Just thank a you bit. for walking me through cinema. <laughs> <laughs> then that makes a lot more sense that that he says like you have to stop abusing yourself about this. You got to yeah, that makes yeah. Way, it's been more than one day. Way <laughs> oh more God. sense now. All of that emotional stuff makes a lot more sense. Sorry, it? John Krasinski. <laughs> um, I have another device we can replace that with, though. Do you want me to cue up the thunder? No, it's okay. okay. It's not as dramatic. Okay. What um, is it? I thought that the device. Of of, um, you know, it's it's not an enclosed location, but, yes. I, but I thought the device of the space that they use 
closed, right? Yes, yes, yes. Of, was, of yes, <laughs> I can do it. No, no, no. Okay. Was, um, was really effective. They, you know, we sort of got the lay of the land very quickly and easily. And it was pretty, it wasn't enclosed, but it was a contained amount of space that they were sort of navigating. Yes, we, yes. we sort of knew their whole world. And um, I, I liked that. I thought that it, it was, they did a good job. And there wouldn't be... Uh, much reason for them to be traveling. Right. It, it would be isolated like that. Uh, the corn was obviously uh, uh, done by tractor, though. <laughs> that did not play for me. When you look at the fields. Sure. Well, maybe they did that before this all went to hell. But it was more than a year. You got to plant the corn yearly. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how corn an, works. I, it, maybe they had an electric tractor. <laughs> there that you was go. Absolutely silent. Yeah, they had a Prius tractor. Wow. Hey. Is your mind blown now? No, I'm just, I feel bad for our listeners. (laughs) I'm sitting here on my throne like I'm some kind of authority when I can't even read this. You can't even read title cards, man. Oh boy. I I better go back to school. No, 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 no. It's, that's why we talk about these things. I'm in bad shape. I better pitch to the moon now to save face. Are you ready for your pitch? Uh, I don't think I have a choice, do I? It's time to do that thing where we do... The pitch. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm back. I'm back. I'm oh, back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, here. I'm ready. I'm ready okay, to hear then, it. Okay, uh, then let's get right into Keepless. Keepless. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. I like that title. Oh, yeah. Okay. I told you. You are back. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got a poster tagline if you want it. Yeah, let's hear it. Survival is earned. Cool. Well, we can we can workshop it. I'm not married okay. to it, yeah. but uh, you know, try to try to imagine. I try to <laughs> when I'm writing. I'm trying to think of like how how, how yeah. And we got a logline if you want that too. Let's hear it. Let's hear All it. All right, here it comes. Three orphan children are forced to put their lives in the hands of a speechless older man as a team of faceless government killing machines hunts them. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, Sounds good. We need to back up. <clears throat> yeah. We're already way ahead of ourselves on this. <laughs> okay. Um, I, what, when, I, when I'm pitching, there's a couple things that, that you, might, you might should know to help frame what I'm talking about when I talk. Um, <laughs> wasn't expecting a laugh on that one, but there it is. You're right. I feel like understanding English isn't quite enough, so <laughs> okay. give me a little bit more. So there's, uh, there's this... I, I, first of all... Okay, we got to back up before that. First of all, I don't believe that humans are individual organisms. We are one organism split over individual cells. So like you're... Mm, like mushrooms, sort of? Uh, could be. Like they're all rooted under the ground and then they sprout Spiritually, up. we're rooted under the ground. <laughs> okay. But what I mean is like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to, to frame humans as individuals. We're, mm-hmm. we're, um, we're looking down the wrong road when we, when we frame like I'm me and you are you. Mm-hmm. That's a complete uh, a trick of the mind. Okay. Um, we, we am us is more accurate. Okay. That that we're all one creature with with different different okay. cells. This sounds very est. What is est? You didn't watch the Americans. I guess it what was is a, the Americans? Sort of a. Okay, let's just skip right over that. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm go trying on. to catch up. I am doing my homework. Um, <laughs> Me are we? Okay. Um, so so that's like the first thing you should probably know about how I perceive our <clears throat> species. Okay. Um, I think the human condition took a 
took a turn that can never be undone when we dropped the atom bomb on Hiroshima. I, mm. I, from that moment on, I believe that our species was orphaned, that we were, we were no longer uh, parented, that, that uh, the, the, the ability to kill so, so greatly exceeded anything that, that should be uh, an organic creature's ability mm. uh, that, that we can't go, we can't go back. I, I consider all, all creatures orphans of, of this, this tragedy of, of death by, by one object. Okay. Interesting. Um, when I say orphans, sometimes I mean children without parents, but sometimes I mean human, the human condition is, is orphaned. Um, from that, there's this kind of umbrella world that I think about a lot, a whole lot, called uh, the Orphans of the Shattered Atom, which is uh, us. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when I say orphans, I mean yeah, anyway. You get the. You, I'm tr- I'm trying to follow along. I think I I think it will make more sense once I hear your story. It will make more sense after you know me for a couple of years. Okay. All right. <laughs> Any questions? Have I said what I'm, I'm trying to say? Because it's a forest from the trees thing. I think about mm-hmm. it all the time. I don't know how to say it though. Okay. Uh, and uh, no, I mean, I, th- I understand, I understand the words. I'm not totally sure I understand the concepts, but I will, uh, do my best. Okay. Um, there's this, there's this other, the, the, this, this umbrella orphans of the shattered Adam idea that is always rattling around in my head has a whole bunch of different stories in it. And this is one of the stories of the orphans of the shattered Adam. Okay. Um, so let's let's jump into it and see how it goes, and it'll probably make more sense in the literal than in the abstract. Okay. Um, our three kids, who are actually orphans, that is parentless children, <laughs> okay. are uh, an older sister named uh, Kesho, there's a younger brother named Changa, and they are uh, dark-skinned, and they have come into custody of, of an infant child that they've named Ashta, and that's a, a, little, a little Asian child. Okay. Um, so that's, that's where we're starting. And where is the story taking place? Um, the, 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 okay. So day one is the orf, the, the orphans of the, is the shattered atom. That's mm-hmm. when the first bomb is dropped in, in this, in this world. And, uh, one year later is the final flat, which is when the last bomb was dropped. And, uh, th- there's, everything is just leveled. There are mm-hmm. tiny pockets hither and yon of okay, people. But so we're not in the U S could be or we're couldn't be doesn't really matter okay. anymore. Like okay. there's not enough infrastructure for anything to be anything Got it. at this point. It's okay. place. Mm-hmm. Um, was the U.S. is not the U.S. Right. Okay. I was just sort of, of wondering like geographically, yes, but also climate wise and maybe surroundings wise. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So sort of kind destroyed of U.S. no longer really a country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so the three survive barely. They, they have a house that they've shacked up and it's crumbling and falling apart, but they, they live there. And, and Kesho is, uh, she's, she's the hunter. She's like freaking Dionysus. She's awesome. On okay. the, she just goes out daily, uh, kills what needs to be killed, brings it back to feed her, her little brother, who is the, the homemaker. He takes care of the baby and, uh, keeps track of the house. And give me approximate ages. Um, your choice. <laughs> It's all good. Not really, not really a precise answer. When I'm just going to say, when you're pitching, maybe just throw out some numbers. (laughs) See how it feels for you. (laughs) You tell me. Let's try some different ages as we go, shall we? 
I put her I put her in teens, 15, okay. 16. Because yeah, I'm seeing her sort of like Katniss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's she's more adult than child. Okay. And he's um on the very precipice of having to contend of having to be an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but still a bit of a child. And the dynamic is that she's been the adult since forever ago. Mm-hmm. And he's been the child since forever ago. Right. Um uh so one day. Uh, Kesha's in town. She's doing her usual, uh, her usual hunter-gatherer scavenging thing, and she sees the the uh, the, the there's there are these 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 fellows called uh, freshers. Now, here's journeyed with me on this path of imagination, if you will. So, imagine a human doesn't have skin, but instead has been replaced by like a vacuum seal plastic. Uh, so their their faces are very featureless and just mm-hmm. kind of this this uh, reflective surface that cups in at the eyes and there's no nose but you can see where the 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 nose would be mm. no cartilage I mean but you can see that's gross yeah <laughs> it's yeah so in, these, a, in a good cinematic way yeah 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 these are, these are these are freshers um, the nature of them is never particularly explained but okay. I see them as um, as as uh, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, the ice, like kind of in the worst possible sense. Mm. Um, so anyway, she's in town and she sees she sees a, a, a squadron of four or five freshers and they are dragging out a couple of people and uh, executing them mm. and, you know, down on the knees, bullet yeah. to the back of the neck. kind so of. So there are still other people yes. living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's sort of it's post-apocalyptic, but there's still society. Yeah. Okay. Some, some, okay. some, some, some. Okay. <laughs> some. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's uh, anyway, uh, moving forward. Uh, uh, Kesho runs home alerts her brother to uh, that these guys are coming and they shack up in the basement as they usually do when there's a sweep being done of, of the area. Um, does not go so well for them this time as the, the, the freshers uh, come to their house to inspect it. And I would even wager to say that uh, they might be following Kesho, that they might have heard her make a noise or she might have knocked something over as she was running or they heard her little footsteps going off, off, off into the, mm-hmm. into the countryside. Um they they follow her there, um, but they are not alone. There's this this fella called the Traveler. Now try to imagine like a sixty years old, bearded, but kind of not a, a thin patchy beard with more grays than blacks in it, and mm-hmm. uh, sunken eyes, years years under his belt. Um, he doesn't speak, so we'll just let that for the rest of the film. Okay, just keep that in mind. Uh, he. Also, he comes down to the basement sneakily, quietly. In uh, their basement? In their basement. And do, do they know him? They do not. Okay. They so do he not. he just sneaks in. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, he, he checks the gender of the baby mm-hmm. um, and kills the freshers. Okay. And takes the baby with him. Mm, okay. Uh, here we are in act two. Okay. As, as Kesho chases after wanting to protect this child and okay. little, little Changa has uh, no choice but to also chase after because he cannot be left alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, does, he He's too scared to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, what's, what's going on is, uh, well, let me tell you what's hap- what happens okay. instead. Yes. Tell me. Um, they start moving semi as a unit. The traveler babies Kesho, mm-hmm. takes care of her, coddles her, mm-hmm. and also coddles the infant. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's 
pretty darn happy for the break. Mm-hmm. She does appreciate a little bit of a little bit of care being given to her after years of caring for others. He is not so gentle with the little boy with Changa. Mm. Um, beats the boy, is savage to the boy, and he refuses to 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 let to let Kesho hunt. He refuses to let her kill. Mm-hmm. She, is, her only purpose is is uh, to to take to care for the child while he is out trying to, to to teach Changa how to how to hunt and kill. Okay, I have a quick question. Hit me. Why does the older sister stay with that guy after he beats her brother? Because they are being pursued by freshers. Okay, got it. And so there are people are that are hunting them. Okay. Yes, and he has shown to be quite quite useful. Okay. In that. In that okay. area, that makes um, sense. But they're they're continuing west, and he does tell. Anyway, he doesn't actually. Okay, I just remembered my note. He does not tell them. Okay. Um. Uh. They they continue on, continue on, and he keeps trying to raise up the boy and raise down the girls a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And eventually, eventually, Changa has had quite enough, and he does run off. This is uh midpoint, midpoint? I would I dare okay. say. Okay. Um and he does, wouldn't you believe it, get captured by the freshers uh, in this midpoint because here's the thing I can say as a any any writer worth his salt knows that the internal <laughs> and the external conflicts should really really uh crisscross sure. in the second half of act 2. <laughs> you are so right about that. Wouldn't you? yeah, cuz I'm a writer. How could I ever miss that? So um but uh, uh uh the traveler goes to to get get this boy back. And before he leaves, he gives he gives Kesho a gun and some bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes and and finds the encampment with the freshers, and he does what he can. Oh, here's another here's a device I'm introducing to the world of my okay. pitching, and it is called with great difficulty. And that's what I'm going to yeah. put in there when I haven't figured out the mechanics of it. But yeah. with great difficulty, he the, the logline version of that is struggles to <laughs> struggle. Sorry, struggles to struggles you know, to yes big, yes big he struggles, struggles to, to. Yeah. yes yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so he gets there, and with great difficulty, he uh, makes an effort to to. To rescue Changa, and uh, what, and he uh, ends up having to take abuse, to take tremendous physical abuse to protect this child. Whatever, however, it plays out mm-hmm. between the freshers and him and the boy, and how they finally make their escape, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the boy sees that this that this man is willing to take any 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 abuse to protect Changa. Like what he he felt unprotected. He felt mm-hmm. that he was being victimized. But then he's starting to see that there's like a bigger thing going on mm-hmm. with with the traveler. That, okay. That there is more care being put into everything that he's thinking. Um, with great difficulty, they finally make it out of the encampment <laughs> and. And, uh, and continue to the west. Now, the goal was to get uh, get to get to the ocean mm-hmm. because once you get to the water, if you can get um, a mile out, mm-hmm. the freshers don't care anymore. Hmm. They consider you good good as dead or good as gone. Mm. Whatever it is, it's not worth the resources. And to is chase there it. a plan to getting a mile out and then surviving? As best they can. Whatever it'll be, whether okay. it's a raft or a boat or whatever. So, but just to live on a raft or. I think their their intent is to get out there uh, and and either head north or south far enough that the that the trail is lost or they're in Got another it. territory. Okay. Whatever whether okay. it's a nation or a territory, but Got it. wherever these freshers are Got it. have ended their their tyranny. Okay. That's where that's where they're hoping to get yeah. to. Um and that's part of why he's out teaching uh teaching teaching Changa not not to hunt but to fish. Mm. All the all the food they eat once he's uh, had the boy once he's once he's with the kids is is only fish like he wants to get this boy better at fishing and he wants to wean them off of 
off of Kesho's skills. Got it. And get a new set of skills. And okay. he, he's also a bit of a traditionalist. Like, he thinks the woman's place is at home and okay. the boy's place is out hunting. Like, okay. it's a different generation. Okay. Um, he can have foibles and flaws and sure. misguided impulses, too, <laughs> sure. can't he? Uh, so... Uh, they they get to they get to the they they get uh, they have to cross over the Rockies or the equivalent Rockies whatever it is in this world we'll call them the Rockies because why not um, uh, and the, wouldn't you believe it they cross the Rockies and right into Act Three where they discover that 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 this is not an escape route this is a funnel that the freshers know that people are trying to get out this way and they come to a beach that's Normandy out there just mm-hmm. corpses piled high so with great difficulty. <laughs> They have to get through these bodies, get past the snipers, save themselves, yeah. and get out to the water. And they do get out to the water, and um, it's a hellish night out there. And um, the the final the final thing that happens is uh, the the freshers are are getting closer to their raft or their boat or whatever, and he manages to to hide the children somehow, whether it's under the bow and they're holding their breath or breathing through little uh, straws or holes in mm-hmm. the boat, whatever it is, he's he's able to hide the two children underneath and the one infant tucked tucked away in silence Mm -hmm. um and he gives himself to the freshers and that gives the kids just enough time to get out into the into the into the safety of Mm. of the the mile out and the last thing these children see is as as they drift into the ocean is uh is uh the 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 flash of a gunshot of of the traveler being executed Mm. in their favor giving them just enough time the end (laughs) okay well good job is better. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought you definitely have a complete story here. Um, a clear sort of uh, physical arc, you know, as far as like the action taking place. I, I can follow it. I can track mm-hmm. it all the way through. So I think all of that is really complete. I like the world. It reminded me a little bit of your other pitch with the um, the people on the rim and yep, the people yep, down yep, below. Yep. That's that's but, another Orphans of the Shattered Adam story. That's the got same. It. Oh, okay. So you will it's start all to be able to same. smell that these okay. happen in different territories in the same yeah. universe. Well, even if they weren't related, I was going to say yeah. it's still, I, I like the, the world building in both of those stories. And even if there's some overlap, that's great. But um, no, Knowing that they're related is is cool yeah. too. So and the characters don't ever have to interact in sure. these stories. Like it's just it's just, just kind of umbrella of your, aesthetic yeah. in my head. Yeah. Anyway, it's the Jesse's head universe. Yes, yes. the orphans, <laughs> the orphans of the shattered atom. You'll yeah. you'll get to know it very well the longer Got we it. chat. <laughs> um, so so the one the biggest question yes, that I have is um, I was waiting the whole time thinking there was going to be some uh, you know explanation at the end of why this guy was why he had the attitude that he had, the traveler, why he has that attitude towards those kids, why he doesn't, why he's treating the older sister as a princess and Mm -hmm. or incompetent, you know, um, and forcing the son or the brother to step up. Um, I mean, I, you know, if we reference a quiet place, I get needing to teach the kids to all be able to take care of themselves, but it seemed like there should be some some deeper reason besides just that girls don't really do these kinds of activities, because that to me feels like totally incongruous um, with the world that they're living in, which is like, Oh, everybody has to, everybody everybody gets to work right now. Yeah. I can answer that. Oh, okay. Um, In his mind, uh, one female is worth 10 males. Like the, he puts a premium on, on the human female for continuing the species. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and in that sense, he's seeing, uh, he sees he sees twenty mm-hmm. in in, uh, sure, in, in Kesho and Ashta. Yeah. Um, th- 
so he needs them. He there's nothing more important to him than seeing them both survive right. and safe from freshers. Um, the the other thing that's on his mind is uh, they their 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 value their value as ten instead of one is that they can make children, which will put mm-hmm. them out of commission, and that he's seeing this family unit that is completely unformed. It's it's unbalanced. Yeah, where the 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 human female will be out of commission and right. the human male is not ready to pick up the slack. So right. he want he needs to see this boy. Uh, Become a man yeah. before he can... So I'm on board with that second okay. part of what you said. Um, I feel like if you can integrate that into the story in a way that ties into the boy's arc, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's feeling like he's really our sort of our protagonist, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. his yeah. change that you know mm-hmm. he needs to go from boy to man. Yep. And absolutely. He's learning everything that he needs to learn in, in the movie, right? Yep. Um, yep. So if that becomes part of his lesson, uh, that would be great. Um I There's do. room for that in the uh, with great difficulty. Sure, sure, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's kind of where I, it's right. a little bit open. I didn't have time to, to iron that out completely, but that's where yeah. it goes. I will say, I think that that I think that that's a great place for the arc to begin. As far as let me rephrase that, because I don't oh. mean I don't mean start there necessarily. I mean that's a great phase one of the arc in terms of like, this is the traveler's intention that Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach this boy how everything he needs to know, because I understand sort of how the the world is going to work. And these girls are not going to be able to help during certain times. Right. Yeah. Um, I would love it if there was something, if there was like a second layer to that so that, uh, the girls weren't strictly ornamental for the rest of the movie. And it was sort of like them all working together perhaps, or, there's a nice little gag. Okay. Um, the, 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 after he, after him and, and Changa come back from, from the fresher camp, uh, he finds that their, their encampment is just a massacre, bloody mess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, heart sinks until he realizes that not a single shot has been fired, that, uh, he puts together the pieces that, that there were freshers at the camp. Um, but what, what what Kesho did was she killed a wolf and used his innards and blood and body to to make it look like there had been a massacre already. Mm-hmm. So like there there are bits with her. She, yeah, and, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, and but yeah, more more cut, and better. No no no. Um, cutting back to her and giving them some plot action. Great. I yes. think yes. All of that. Uh, I am. I assume that you'll have lots of bits for them, yeah. things to do in the same way that a quiet place, they cut back to like the mom doing chores around yeah, the house yeah, yeah, while yeah. the, you know, everybody kind of has their thing that they're doing on a plot level. That's great. I, I mean, from like an emotional arc point of view, um, I feel like the, the boy having the emotional arc of, of learning, like I can't be a kid forever. I have to grow up yeah. is great. Um, I would love it if it actually, I guess I'm, I'm saying, I feel like, that is a very uh, isolated journey for just him. And if there's some yes. way to sort of bring the thematic stuff uh, in, as like bring it to the whole family so that they're all kind of learning a lesson and maybe they're all learning something yes. that they have to work together or they have to support each other or let each other shine mm-hmm. or do what, do what they're best at, you know, yeah. and like everybody yeah. has yeah. a talent or whatever it is, just so that we can see that it's not just about this little boy learning yep. this thing. And then... Um, and we're sort of kept on the outside of the girls. I mean, the baby, obviously, but of the older sisters, like emotional, uh, point of view on the story. I, there's something about that that just feels, I I know that it's fine to have a protagonist and mostly tell the story through their point of view, but because they're so close, it feels feels a little bit weird to me to not understand what she's going through and how she's changing and how their lives have to 
sort of, um, they're intertwined. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. This is one that I think we've floated the idea a couple of times of maybe doing an episode like really nitty gritty and uh, mm-hmm. spitballing and seeing how we can improve mm-hmm. it. This is for me right now, this, um, for my money, this is the one I might say, like, let's, <laughs> okay. let's do this one. Cause right. I feel like there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of good emotion, a lot of good characters, a lot of good world. Yeah. Uh, but what, what we do kind of float out in the second half of act two and in yeah. the third act, like the kind of the success is there, but all the little intricate weavings of how they achieve yeah. it together is not fully developed. And yeah. I'd like to see it too. And, and I think maybe be, partly because we just watched a quiet place. And then partly also because when you have a, a story that feels like it's, it, it's really an ensemble because this in, this group of people travels together like through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, it feels like we want each of them to kind of have their emotional arc. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of the biggest note. But I think I think the physical stuff is really cool. Um, I mean, I'm envisioning it. You know, sort of like a hybrid of um, Hunger Games meets um, I don't know what's another good one where they're sort of on the road. Uh, I, I would. Uh, Revenant, that sure. kind of aesthetic yeah, yeah. Is, is what was rolling around yeah. in my head. Yeah, but with like the the young characters of away, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, sort of yeah, situation. Yeah. Um, so I think all of that's really cool. Um, let me think, was there anything else uh, that I wanted to say about it? I don't think so. There's a lot of good uh, with great difficulty se- sections <laughs> that I think you'll be able to build in a lot of cool action mm-hmm. and also use that action to um, press on the characters, emotional yep. needs. Uh, and yeah, it'll, it's a, it's a really cool world. So, and I, I promise you right here and now I'm not going to lean too heavily on with great difficulty, but there are times when like, just, yeah, I mean, th- that's just the specifics that you yeah, need to figure out. Yeah. Um, if you choose certain, to write this, but you know, like, certain, but I get the big, I get yeah, the big yeah. movements of the story. I think all of that works. Yeah. It's, it's that stuff takes time. Like the solutions, you know what solution you're working to, but you need to work out kind of yeah. a little nitty gritty yeah. of this challenge and that exactly. challenge and this kind of suffering. And you don't have to have all that stuff in a pitch, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's great. And I think that, um, it's very clear sort of what they're trying to do, which is good because that gives you that, um, built in momentum for the, for the narrative, you know, like there's a, there's a clear narrative drive in there. Like they're trying to do something very specific and very urgent, um, and physical, which is nice. Cause then we know, we know when it's happening right yep. on screen. Yep. Uh, there's a clear sort of force of antagonism, which is great. Um, so yeah, you have all the, all the good like foundation pieces. <laughs> do you know that song? No. You don't know that song. No. Okay. Uh, maybe I should load in more songs. <laughs> Uh, thank you for your feedback. I I, I do agree with you. I think you, you kind of like, I come into here every time I come to this table, it is a forest from the trees situation where I know there are things that aren't quite hitting the mark Mm. and it's, it's so good because you, you do, you do, uh, identify them and I appreciate that (laughs) a lot. Yeah, no problem. That's fun. Thank you. All right, then, uh, ready to move on? Sure. Then it's time for... Something. Anything else? This is just, I hope we're going to have subtitles on this one. Something. Anything else. <laughs> Movies are off the table. Got it. You and I are both fully realized human adults. We have interests. We have hobbies outside of cinema. Tell me about one of yours. Let's have you go first. I would only be happy to. Okay. And it all takes place on Saturday before the Battle of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I'm... Uh, here's here's what's on my mind, if I may. Okay. Uh, I'm calling now racists. 
Oh, I'm ready for this. Call them out. Let's I'm, do it. Okay, and here's what I've got to say about Jollins. Um, so there was in downtown Los Angeles on Sunday, there was uh, like a, 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 an event of, uh, for, for Muslims to come and mm-hmm. uh, sing the praises of this fella Hussein, who okay. I don't know much about. So I'm not going to say much about Okay. Um, but, the, you know, they were out there banging the drums, chanting, singing, mm-hmm. handing out flyers, which I haven't read yet, but I do have. Okay. And I will look them over and, and Google them <laughs> later. Um, all y'all racists are so disingenuous. And here's why I know that for a fact. <laughs> the whole time I was there, uh, two people, two people came up to me and said under their breath, effing Muslims, going to oh. blow up the country, going to kill us all. Wow. Uh, I don't like any of you racists. Okay. I think that's that's fair. Okay. We, we understand Should we feelings. do a different something, anything else? <laughs> no, no. I will lighten it up, though. Okay. I'll give you my something, anything else, which is salt and straw ice cream. Ooh, <laughs> do tell, do tell. <laughs> do you eat ice cream? I do, I do. Oh, okay, good. This is my favorite ice cream in the whole world. Um, it's uh, originally from Portland. What did you say? Salt and strawberry? Salt and straw. That's the name of the... That's the name of the brand. It's the store, the oh, store okay. name. Yeah. Okay. Is it salty ice cream? No. Well, I okay. mean, sometimes, but um, that's just the name of the brand. It's called Salt and Straw, and it originates in Portland, which is where I'm from. And but they have many stores here in LA, and um, every month, so they have a they have a standard menu of flavors, and then every month they they have seasonal flavors that they bring out. They're always very interesting and inventive flavors. Um, and it's just the best ice cream. It's so, I know it's the best because it has the highest fat content. And so it's so deliciously creamy. <laughs> that is the measure of true ice cream. No, the measure is the delicious creaminess, but yeah. I know that it, they get it that way because yeah, of yeah, the yeah. fat content, which I'm fine with. Um, but basically if you eat like a one cone. It's, it's like your entire day. You should just only eat that for the day. Uh, it's really good stuff and they're always so friendly and they let you try all the flavors and it's my, it's my favorite thing. And once more, that's salt and straw ice cream. Yep. Where's the, I think the closest one to you is studio city. So you'll have to wait until you're headed that direction. Wait, studio city. Like today, perhaps. Where's Studio City? It's in the valley, but close, but farther west. Yes, yes. Yeah. I might be swinging by Studio City. I think City you're going over there. Day. Yeah, there's also one in, on Larchmont and West Hollywood and one in Santa Monica. And I don't know where else. You are you are so much more delightful than I am. <laughs> I much prefer your something, anything else. <laughs> well, remember, I had my umbrage earlier this yeah. week. Oh, so, yeah. So now yeah, yeah. I'm just all rainbows and yeah, ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but That's it. The core, the core, the core thought is if you, it, if you it, just stop, just stop with the racism and start yeah. with the ice cream. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's where I'm at. Let me I put my you. privilege blinders on for a minute, if I may. <laughs> All right, uh, then we're good. I think we're good. Thank you for joining. Um, and we've got part two of the song that nobody asked for. Oh, yeah. You ready for it? Yes, I'm ready. Oh, um, wait, what are we watching next week? What are we watching next? Oh, good Lord. I'm so excited. Suspiria. Yeah, the original. Yes. I have not seen this. This is a blind spot. I haven't my... seen it either. Also a blind spot for me. So I'm glad we're we're taking the time to watch it. The, the, the legend around this film is so great. The respect, the reverence mm-hmm. that fans have for it. I'm almost scared to pitch <laughs> after it, knowing I'm, how loved it is. I mean, that makes me kind of scared to watch it, like knowing that it's been built up for me yeah. so much. So, Well, okay. I watched the first um, 
like the first shot. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a good first shot. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we'll see if it could keep that pace right. up for right. a whole hour and a half. But uh, yeah, uh, Suspiria okay. next week. Cool. And um, until then, please enjoy. Please don't dismember me. Part two of four. Direction, which makes the Dream Warriors course correction. Film is on fire, bringing hot fascination, a propensity for density of plot machinations. A story, B story, C story, more. A mysterious nun and Zazaka Bor. The budget and the kill count have both increased. Part two was a snack, part three is a feast. The film kicks off with the arts and the crafts, and then you realize that Robert might be going for laughs. He's got the fallen moths and the ring of ding dings, and we're going whole hog on the Kruger is things. Look out, he's a sink, and now he's a worm. A puppet television and a cute nurse in turn. But when it comes to Freddy boy, he comes correct. By the end, he's a Ray Harry House in effect. Nancy is back and her presence is pleasant. She's bringing hypnosis, which is a dream suppressant. The teens are all on it for the therapy scene. You know, the one with hypnosis where they all got a dream. Now, I might have just fingered the singular instance where the logic is sloppy and the plot's inconsistent. The song is important. I don't want to botch it. Swinky, take a chorus while I go and rewatch it. Yes, yes. Uh, Dr. Sims is absolutely clear. They were on Hypnosil for that scene where they had to be dreaming. So, but and whatever. Rest in peace, David Udall. Part four, part four. Kick it down the door. Part three was the tits. Now we're back for more. Starting it off with the barrage of bum singers. That Robert Englund treats like some real humdingers. King Kane's here. So, so are Joey and Kristen. The junkyard grave holding Kruger gets pissed in. Bringing him back. Huh. Ready to attack. King Kane acts fast. Lays pretty out flat. But a Buick to the head won't get the job done. Why would it? Why should it? When we're still in Act One. Kincaid's killed first Joey's the deuce Kristen's up next For the Kruger abuse She's burnt in the boiler Oh damnable fate But she relinquishes Her power quick Before it's too late Newcomer Alice Is the person who grabs it She rocks a blue dress And a Volkswagen rabbit She jumps through the mirrors And traverses the dreams The film isn't subtle With its literary themes Off the chest I know it's not the best One sequence in particular Is Kafka-esque The teens get killed And I'm sure it's all clever But honestly The death scenes Are blended together The way that Freddy dies Here is barely understandable He sees his own reflection Then removes his own mandible. Please don't dismember me. 